Productions presents Face the Music by David Elder. The play is set in 1908. The composer Gustav Holst is initially writing a letter from Algiers before the action goes back in time a few months to his London home. Dearest Isabel, today in the souk, I thought of you when I heard a flute player. His tune was so haunting and to my ears. Ah! Oh, mother's vase! Oh, Gustav, what? Third place, third place, after six whole years. Where are you going? I've got to get out, I've got to get some fresh air. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. We've been through worse than this. Worse than this. Oh, and this damned arm. Oh, if I could find a 23 bus now, I really would. <laughs> the failed composer. <laughs> what would it be? A good epitaph for the great Gustav Holst. Oh, I know. He couldn't face the music. <laughs> Nor his friends after this fiasco. Well, not after they lost faith in him. I mean, why did they back my ridiculous pipe dream in the first place? All that money they invested down the drain. London buses. <laughs> Never there when you need them, eh? Yes, but what really galls me, you never get those comments back from those churches. Oh, your opera had a touch too much Wagnerian bawling for our liking. We were looking for something a little more original, imaginative, and memorable. Now, something like that I could take, but not these little, what's the word, pompous cardinals cooped up in their secret enclave, just like the election of a new pope. Look, there it is, the white smoke's rising from the chimney, and whoosh, my career's gone up in smoke. <laughs> so what now? Middle-class mediocrity. A music teacher for the rest of my born days. Well, that's fine for Mr. Sensible Bank Manager. Always poo-pooing my plans. Oh, to airy fairy, he says. Or this trying to be a proper composer. <laughs> but no. This is it. Now. The end. No more dreams. didn't you talk to me? I didn't want to worry you. And besides, you've got far too much on your plate looking after Imogen. I knew you weren't yourself. I knew it. But I've been so tired lately. I, I blame myself for not saying anything. It might have helped. What stopped you? <sighs> oh, a little thing, really. I was on the edge of the curb as the bus approached. But then, in my mind's ear, 
I suddenly heard the driver's cheery whistle. You see, he always gives us a little tune. Sometimes it's a carol or a sea shanty. <laughs> the other day it was Tchaikovsky. And yesterday, it was that tune that saved my life. And that's why you were born, Gustav. To bring happiness into this world through your music. But Isabel, you know I'd never leave you an Imogen. Never. Ever. Yes, I know. But you must go straight away and see the doctor about these negative thoughts. Oh, I'm not paying for some quack to tell me what I already know. That I need to pull myself together. Gustav, you're doing it again. Don't let your stubbornness get in the way. If you won't make the appointment, I will. You need help. Oh, the washing. Let me help you bring it in. Oh, never mind the washing. Gustav, will you please just listen? I fret as much about you as I do about Imogen. If you won't take my advice, it might just as well be me under that bus. Hello, Imogen. Oh, my gorgeous girl. Oh, yes, she's an angel now, but she hasn't stopped all day. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. But you did go, didn't you? To the doctors? Oh, yes, just as you'd expect. A case of overwork, he said. Lack of sleep, the constant pain in my arm, and, of course, the severe stress of a new baby. What? Really? He said you're severely stressed with Imogen? You've never even had the pleasure of looking after her on your own for one whole day. He was just... Oh, I'm the one who changes her nappy five times a day, feeds her, cleans her. Yes, but I help when we bathe her. Oh, yes, all the fun bits. Not cleaning her nether regions, not washing her clothes, her sheets, her bibs and blankets. And it's me who's up at some ungodly hour when she starts crying. If you've got severe stress with her, what do I have? Oh, perhaps I should have made the doctor's appointment for myself. Oh, it's, it's all right, Imogen, it's all right. Yes, it's all right when you can have a break, go off to college, go to visit your friends. Yes, I know. The doctor was just talking about the build-up of pressure. You know, the fact I'm never in bed before midnight and what with the pain in my arm keeping me awake and then Imogen's foghorn starting once I'm in a deep sleep. Foghorn? What a charming way to describe your daughter. I think I'd better go and feed the foghorn now. Isabel, I didn't mean that. Isabel. Oh, these daffodils. They're so beautiful. There was no need. Well, <laughs> I had to replace the broken vase too. I'm truly sorry. It wasn't my favourite anyway. So, what else did the doctor say? Oh, uh, he said I must take a holiday in the sun, right away, four weeks minimum. What? And leave me all alone with the baby? Yes, but... You know, I can only juggle so many plates. Yes. And my back's still sore after coaxing her back to sleep the other night. Yes, but it's not a problem. What do you mean? I'm not going. But you can't ignore the doctor's advice. Yes. But we can't afford it, and that's that. But it's your health! No, you must go. 
Imogen and I will be fine. Perhaps we could take out a loan. <laughs> no chance from that stingy old bank manager of ours. Well, what about your rich aunt in Cheltenham? <laughs> you mean the one who thinks charities are sin? Uh, fine! I'll take on some sewing work. Or perhaps I could teach music. No, definitely not. But Gustav, why? I'm not going on holiday and that's fine. But are you just... I just need to ease off the throttle a bit. Then I'll be fine. Anyway, look, I'm going for a bicycle ride. When will you be back? I don't know. Just stop interrogating me. I'll probably go and see Rafe. Imogen, listen. Can you hear him? The blackbird's playing his flute. Just like the flute your mama once played. They thought I'd be accepted for the Royal Academy, but then... <sighs> trying to follow in the footsteps of my big sister. Well, that wasn't easy. Or at least, that's what I thought. <clears throat> oh, and when will your dear papa be back? Yes, your guess is as good as mine. You know, sometimes I feel he spends more time with Rafe Vaughan Williams than he does with you and me. Adeline says they're like brothers, singing and laughing well past midnight. I can't remember the last time Gustav and I laughed ourselves into stitches. <laughs> At least you make me laugh. And it's you I give thanks to for opening up my eyes again to all this radiant beauty. Oh, look! Imogen! That tiny blue butterfly. How on earth does it manage to fly against the wind? Without any struggle. Oh, for too long I've been singing the same old song. Wash, cook, clean. Tick-tock, tick-tock. Wash, cook, clean. Mm, but now I've got you, my precious. And your sparkling blue eyes and your cheeky little smile. And now I see nothing but hope and wonder and miracles. Yes, that's exactly what we need, Imogen. Hope, wonder, hmm. and the odd miracle would be nice too. He's given you 50 pounds. <laughs> Just like that. I know. I couldn't believe it. I refused, but... Well, I know Rafe's wealthy, but even so... He wouldn't take no for an answer. He knows I'd never be able to afford a holiday. Not in a million years. Well, that is excellent news. At least you'll now be able to take a break from the foghorn and me. Isabel, please, not that again. I mean, there's not much fog in the Costa Brava or the Algarve or the Amalfi Coast, is there? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> but actually, I've decided to go to Africa, not Europe. Africa? For a holiday and relaxation? Well, Algeria, to be precise. Rafe says Algeria is the place for convalescing. The dry heat's perfect for my asthma and the pain in my arm. Oh, and I can go cycling in the Sahara. The Sahara? Are you mad? Please, Isabel, listen, you've got to trust me. It's not just a change of scene I need, it's adventure. Somewhere different that might inspire me, give me new direction to my music. I understand. And yes, I do trust you. 
I always have. It's just I don't want to spend the next six years of my life writing operas in the style of Wagner. I want to... Oh, I don't know... Capture the life of the music in the streets. The Arabs whistling in the souks and playing their ancient instruments. Oh, and those primeval drum rhythms. Just like Rafe is rediscovering traditional folk music here, I'd like to do the same in the Sahara. Even if it means abandoning you and my darling Imogen for a short time. Do I have your permission? Yes, of course. You must go, but promise me you'll look after yourself. And especially in the desert. Oh, thank you. And yes, I promise. Then we'll wait for you. I have so many things to tell her. Where shall I begin? Dearest Isabel, I find it hard to believe that my journey across continents began just three weeks ago. When I arrived here, frail and spent, my inspiration was frozen like Saturn's rings. Now, I have become totally mesmerised by the feverish sounds and rhythms of Algeria. To me, it's as thrilling and intense as the great storms and heat of Venus. Oh, how I give thanks to you for granting me this precious journey. For I have found my muse once again. And how eager I am now to return and begin work once more and hold you and Imogen in my arms. Today, in the souk, I thought of you when I heard a flute player. His tune was so haunting, and to my ears, such a refreshing sound. Oh, how I would love to hear you practice your flute again. And who knows, perhaps with Imogen's foghorn, <laughs> the three of us could form an exciting new orchestra. Your ever-loving G. Sadly, we never did form a Holst family orchestra, but after Gustav returned from Algeria, he composed his Oriental Suite, which later became known as Benny Mora. It was first performed in 1912 and was hailed by Rafe Vaughan Williams as a masterpiece ahead of its time. Two years later, Gustav started work on The Planets, which was to cement his reputation as a great composer. Although Gustav died at the age of 59, we both enjoyed a long and happy marriage. Imogen, our only daughter, followed in her father's footsteps by becoming a successful composer, conductor and teacher. Face the Music was written by David Elder. It was produced by Parrot Productions and directed by Marianne Gaston. Gustav Holst was played by Ian Kubiak and Isabel Holst by Claire Tucker. Sound was by David Holland with thanks to the Cotswold Listener Studios. Music was composed by Jim Barn. The music, a sketch for Benny Mora, was recorded for the Holst Victorian House.
The oboist was Karen de Berg and the pianist John Wright. Parrot Productions are grateful to the Cheltenham Arts Council for their generous financial support, with further thanks to Laura Kinnear and Annette Holland. <laughs>